It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every single episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. So thank you very much for tuning in. It's great to be able to help you too. Today, I am catching up with a international seller of baby products who leverages the Amazon and other platforms to the nth degree and also runs their own Magento site. Uh, he's going to be being very honest about what they're achieving and how he's, how he's grown those, the business to four million pounds turnover. That's annual sales for those who don't speak turnover. Before we get into all that, though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Clavio will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash master plan. This message comes from e-commerce master plan sponsor Wix e-commerce, the industry leading e-commerce platform with advanced online storefront features. Wix e-commerce is the complete solution for entrepreneurs, omnichannel retailers and brands to launch, run and scale their online stores successfully. Go to wix.com slash e-commerce. That's wix.com slash e-commerce today and join over 700,000 active stores selling worldwide with Wix e-commerce. And now to introduce today's special guest. Trevor Jin is the founder of Hello Baby Direct. Founded in 2011, they sell via over 20 different channels globally and achieve over £4 million a year in sales. Hello, Trevor. Hello. Great to have you here. Um, I've just given like the shortest intro to your business ever. But before we get into kind of the more in-depth side of it, how did you end up in uh, this wonderful world of e-commerce? Well, about uh, kind of 12 years ago now, I was working for a company called Auctioning For You, who were one of the, or probably the UK's largest eBay trading assistant. Um, they were working for people like Dixon's to sell their excess inventory on, on eBay, which uh, if you cast your mind back, they were the days when, when eBay was very much the thing in the way that Amazon is the thing these days. And so in that job, I was helping um, retailers to sell their products on, on online and uh, met a lot of retailers. And I decided in my arrogance that I could do it better than they could, which uh, I don't know, some ways I have and some ways I haven't. So you, so that just inspired you to get into your own business? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, at the time about, you know, 12 years ago, it was, you know, e-commerce was the, you know, was, was even newer than it is now. And, um, you know, there was these exciting channels that people could sell through. I mean, I'd also recently, um, you know, the company I worked for was going bust and I just had a kid and it seemed like a reasonable uh, market to get into. 
So when I was looking for, I was looking for, a, you know, you, could, you know, you decide you want to get e-commerce, you have to decide what sector you want to be in. Didn't ask spend a lot of money on, on kids stuff. So that's, that's what I decided <laughs> to do. Um, I don't know if that's the right decision or not, but, uh, and so, yeah, that's how I, I got started. I mean, I mean, e-commerce has certain advantages for entrepreneurs as in it's quite easy to start and you can start on a very small scale, which is certainly good for me. You don't need to raise any funds or anything like that. Um, I mean, on the downside, it's hugely competitive, but then I think, <laughs> everything's hugely competitive yes um, it is it is it seems like every year everything gets more competitive but but let's um let's explain a bit more about hello baby direct so where in the world are you and where do you sell to so we are based in a place called um st albans which is just north of london um as close to london as you can get without actually being in london as i like to say um we are customers all around the world. In fact, we we do about fifty percent of our trade is exported, which um, I think is is very high. In fact, probably too high. Um, I say that we overperform internationally. We underperform in the UK. I think a, a healthier it would be more like a kind of you know seventy five percent, twenty five percent would be healthier. But you know, it's great to sell lots of stuff internationally. It certainly gives you gives you more options, and maybe we'll get into that in a in a bit shortly. Um, the product uh, are you creating your own baby products, or are you selling other people's? We don't. We we sell other people's products, though we may at some point quite soon start making our own products, our, you know, white labelling products, which seems to be very much a way that people make money online these days. Definitely a way to increase those margins. Um, and what I mentioned that you sell via over 20 different channels. So let's start off with what the kind of the website platform is, and then let's talk about where else you're selling. So the website, the website platform is Magento, um, for better or worse. Um, and uh, we that would be, I mean, most of that traffic, about two thirds of the traffic from that comes from paid search. Um, equally, the, the website is very international. So we do, I mean, I'm not quite sure what the, the split is, but probably over half is, is um, exported. Uh, we are trying at the moment to grow the amount of traffic that we don't, you know, through other channels like, for example, SEO and email. So the website's about a third of our business, and the other two thirds is marketplaces, which again is is possibly not terribly healthy. But and we're trying to um, improve that. But you know, marketplaces are you know are a bit of an open door to push against. Um, it's always that difficult thing, isn't it? It's like right, we've got this split, and we want to improve it, but you're never going to say no to the sales growth on the marketplaces so then it becomes about growing your you know the, the core website but then if the marketplace is outpace it you're still making progress but you never quite get that balance the way you want it yeah i mean the website yeah i mean we have grown the i mean i think part of it is to you know, once you sell on one marketplace it then becomes it's quite easy to sell on others that's one thing um also, I mean, we have grown our website enormously over the last two years. I mean, it's gone from, I don't know, I mean, it's, 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 it's the highest proportion it's ever been. But, you know, marketplaces, I mean, you know, Amazon has been growing at a ferocious rate. Um, and our website has been, I think it's probably been growing at a faster rate, but still from a kind of a lower base. And we say with 20 channels, I mean, basically it depends what you can as a channel. So we would sell on um, about half our business has been, well, a third to a half has been Amazon, but that's Amazon UK. But then also um, the EU, you know, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, um, Japan, USA, Canada, Australia. Um, we do a little bit on some. We, we do it's quite a lot on something called Frugo. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, which is a great marketplace. Um, we do a bit on C discount. 
um, we do a bit on something called on buy. We have, I mean, we have sold on some other marketplaces, but it is kind of, you know, that you really do have a few major players and then the other ones are kind of not worth, worth bothering with really. And we sell on eBay as well, which is about 10% of our business, but that seems to have been slightly dying recently. We need to invest more time in it to improve it. It strikes me that marketplaces is kind of the the sexy on-trend way to expand overseas. And there there is an awful lot of e-commerce businesses looking to get into marketplaces. So for those who are planning on taking their first step, as someone who does a lot of this, what would your advice be? Well, I think my advice, my general advice would be that it's a good idea. I mean, I think that you've got, I mean, the they marketplaces do... I mean, obviously, that's where a lot of the customers are for the first thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think a healthy split for us, I mean, I say we probably about, when you know, we do more than half our sales on marketplaces. And I, mean, I don't know what the, I don't know what the split is um, in the UK for kind of, you know, what, what percentage of e-commerce marketplaces are, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 50%. I mean, certainly, supposedly Amazon in the USA is 50% of e-commerce. So I think if you are reflecting your market as a whole, you're probably not doing too badly. Um, obviously, if you can do better than that, I mean, you know, marketplaces are, you know, they charge, you know, around 15 percent. I mean, you could say that's quite a lot, but certainly I've and you know, it's quite easy to spend up and end up spending more money than that on on marketing your own website. You know, once you've, you know, to a certain extent, you outsource all your marketing to the marketplace and therefore you don't need to employ your you know, you know, expensive SEO agency or whatever. So, you know, allegedly they're more expensive, but is that really the case? Um, I think that they are a great, particularly good for international trade um, because, you know, if you take our business, for example, I mean, you could say, well, you know, we can reach businesses in the UK, but I mean, to take a slightly extreme example, you know, we sell a few thousand pounds every month on Amazon Japan, and it's difficult. It would be very difficult for us to reach those customers otherwise. You know, how else would you do it? I mean, you're not going to set up, you know, you can set up a localized version of your website, which is, there's ways of doing that. But for someone like Japan, it would be difficult. You can use Google Shopping, and we've done that in Japan. Didn't really achieve that much, you know. So, and also in terms of the, and about words in other words on the website, I mean, we have done very, very well on our website selling to the USA before the pandemic and all the shipping rates mm-hmm. went up. We used to do very well selling to the USA, much less well now. Um, we've done reasonably well into Europe on our website, but, you know, certain places like, you know, as an example, um, Amazon's launching a Turkish site, you know, because Amazon basically works the same way all around the world, effectively. So if you know how to use it in the UK, you will know how to use it in Turkey. And also because it's a um, Amazon's a catalogue site. So the chances are that a lot of your inventory that you've listed in one country will be available in another country. It'll have the same ASIN. Basically, the stock Amazon stock number will be mm-hmm. the same in each country because the, the product with the same barcode should have the same inventory in in it's the same um, ASIN in, in the next country so you can you can just say okay these are the items that i've got in the uk um i want to sell those items in in wherever turkey let's just you know let's just do an upload find out which ones of those items already exist and list against those items and you could you know then you would uh, you know you can reach customers in say turkey or japan somewhere which i think you would find very hard to get otherwise it's an awful lot quicker as well doing it that way in terms of time to market. 
I think that it's, I think from that point of view, I think it makes an awful lot of sense. Um, and I mean, also to a lesser extent, I mean, you know, a lesser extent um, in a marketplace like eBay. I mean, you do get local marketplaces, but they tend to be, in my experience, quite hard to sell on. So, for example, um, um, we te- so we tend to be strong in the in the markets where the the channels that we sell to are strong. So you know if you're looking, at, I mean, a classic example would be something like China, whereby you know Google and Amazon and eBay don't really sell in China, so therefore we don't sell in China, and it's very hard to sell on Tmall. Maybe the subject of another podcast: ways in which I failed to sell in China. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. No one has tried harder, and no one has failed more completely. Um, I'm sure that's not true. Um, it's, it's very hard to do. I think that's a really interesting point that when you're doing marketplace selling, if your platform works well in a country, you're going to work well in a country, and it's kind of like that making making the most of the skill set you've gained at doing well on a platform is to to concentrate on that platform, which to my mind makes me wonder how many how many people there are in your team managing all of this? Because I always think it, it's, you know, selling via your own website is one skill set. Selling via Amazon is another skill set. Selling via eBay is another skill set. Frugo, the same. They're all different methods to learn. So how do you how do you manage that across the team? Mainly it's been me doing it all. <laughs> Certainly, um, to relatively recently, it was me doing it all, but I have hired some people recently. I mean, as you know, I mean, I, I, I some ways I just feel I'm starting. I've mean, been doing it for like 10 years, but I feel I'm just starting on things because there's so many things I feel that we don't do very well. I mean, you know, there's there's um, the marketplace bit, but we've got to the point now that in order to improve the marketplace, we need to, you know, to, to put a lot, you know, dedicated attention. And, you know, you need somebody who's good at email and you need somebody who's good at SEO. And do you get these, um, you can get so far doing it yourself, but I think once you get to the point we're at, you need to say, well, actually, you know, how do we improve? Because if, if I just continue to do it myself, we're never going to improve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you end up doing better on one thing and less well on another. Um, so we've just hired, a, we've got a, you know, an e-commerce manager and a marketing manager, and it's taken a lot of pressure off me. But, you know, in the short term, it's very expensive. Yeah. I mean, some things work out of the box and some things don't. So you can, for example, I think that that marketplaces. I mean, you can get a long way yourself without without getting anyone to help you because you know a lot of um, it is to a certain extent publishing exercise of publishing the you know your products and your and, and your your prices on the particular channel, uh, you know, and then also kind of publishing them internationally, and that will that will get you a certain uh, you know that'll get you most of the, a long way. I mean, I think if you get to the point of how do you grow it, I mean, you get then you kind of stagnate after a while doing that. Um, so, but I mean, if, I mean, if you take Frugo, for example, that's basically just a, you know, there's a very, very limited number of levers you can actually pull. Which does make life easy, doesn't it? It is. It <laughs> is. Just, we'll publish and then we'll be... Or get the sales. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's one of the things. I mean, if you are, you know, you're picking up. In, I mean, you know, one way of looking at marketplaces is saying, okay, they're for incremental sales, right? So you're, you're, you know, you're listing across these multiple marketplaces, and you're saying, okay, I'm hoping that in doing this, um, I'm, you know, I'm taking the stuff which I would have published on my website anyway, and I'm publishing it on these different marketplaces. Now, I think from that point of view, I mean, you know, if you there's there's various lists saying, you know, there's a hundred marketplaces in 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 Europe or something 
and uh, you know they're, they're, I don't know who sells on all these things because you know I don't they're, they're very limited some of them and I mean maybe there's some quite specific kind of fashion ones but I mean if you take something like you know in, in South America there's things I mean we'd love to sell into you know there's Mercado Libre in South America but there's problems with you know it doesn't integrate into most of the systems it's very difficult to ship into um into South America and it's just too difficult to do. And it's the same with, I mean, you know, lots of other places like, you know, like China, like Southeast Asia. I mean, the, the, the channels exist, but they're very hard for people who aren't based in those regions to sell on them, which is why Amazon's so great because it works the same way all around the world. It integrates with every e-commerce system um, and you can just sell on it. You don't need to worry about, you know, you don't need to get a local business. You don't have to do that. You just get on with it, can't you? You just get on with it. And and I, I mean, the amount of time that I've spent mucking around, and that's probably the right word, with new channels, and about one in four of them works or something, and I've spent a huge amount of time trying to get these things to work. So, Trevor, something which you said, which which I think has possibly got, got the minds buzzing of several of our listeners, is that you managed to grow the business to four million using multiple channels, so balancing the own site and the marketplaces all on your own, which I'm guessing means you're kind of a master of efficiency and organisation. So, <laughs> you're too kind. Well, I, I I know how difficult it is to do that. Um, so I'm, I know many of our listeners are trying to juggle those things, you know, as a single person business as well. So what what would you say are the key ways in which you've kept yourself on track and kept yourself yourself growing the business over the last 10 years? As opposed to giving up? Well, yes. And, and as opposed to, you know, you said about, you know, launching on multiple different marketplaces and trying to get them to work and them failing, you know, making the decision of actually, no, we'll leave that one and which ones to test and, and keeping yourself kind of on track, I suppose, because it's, it's hard to do that when you're, when you're solo. Um, I suppose I'm very persistent um, and certain love of e-commerce, I think. I've, I've, I kind of have slightly got to the end of that road in a way. I, I, there's certain things that, that having done it for so long, I now really, really need some help with. You know, I'm no good at email marketing. You know, I can write an email as well as the next person, but actually, you know, making it work is something which I find quite hard. Um, I think, I mean, I really am acutely feeling this at the moment. Running a business is really, really hard. And it's been, and I, you know, having spent, a long time doing it I now realise I'm acutely aware of what my my failings are and I now you know kind of a you know I need some I need to get to the next stage I, I need to hand off these things to people and let people who are better than me or just have a different perspective for me to for doing it and I really see I mean I don't know, but, you know I, I see that, that you know all these things I mean you know, you know you can either you can do things yourself which is great from the point of view that it's that it's you know, it's cheap, but then you, you know, you, you really don't get second perspectives on things. So there's things that I've been battling with for, for years that I still, you know, uh, that I still haven't solved. And I'm just looking at them thinking, how can I have been doing this so long and still not have solved this problem? <laughs> and, you know, anyway, I don't know if I answered your question or not. I, I think I think it, it helps answer the question. I suspect a lot of going. Oh, okay, so it, it is meant to be hard. Yes, everyone, it is meant to be hard. Unfortunately, are there any? I'm, I'm guessing you're you're using a fair few software systems though to lighten the load. So, are there any you'd like to uh, to give a shout out to? Well, I mean, we are a Linworks user. I mean, I think as in as an e-commerce platform, um, I think that 
people i mean some people think these platforms are quite expensive i mean i personally think it's enormous it's amazing value um the amount of time it saves you and just to be clear for everyone listening what is it you you use limworks to do in terms of managing things they would call i think i'd call it an e-commerce sales platform i think that they would they would call themselves a total commerce platform um so they basically it's like a hub for business so it controls your it's got its inventory it's um managing the 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 dispatch of orders so you have all your inventory data in one place it publishes on lots of different channels you know marketplaces website etc pulls in the orders into a central place manages the the um, dispatch of orders you can integrate the couriers prints the postage labels um and then um manifests the um the orders at the end of the day and also sends out automated emails it's kind of like the whole back end piece plus the marketplaces yeah less oh yes warehousing yeah it does do some of these things it does better than others but um yes it is i mean similar things are things like i mean vico is another one channel advisor is another more expensive one um volo which we used in the past is another one i mean i think that you know i think if you're aiming to be a substantial business you really need something like that to to manage your business though you can i mean there's things like ad lister and stuff which will will do it on a smaller scale I mean, certainly I mean, these days you see people, I mean, it's quite exhausting doing multi-channel business. I mean, some people, you know, it's like an FBA seller thing. They just do it on Amazon. You can see why people do it because you don't need any infrastructure then. Um, and you don't need all the problems that go with it. So with all that's been going on, Trevor, and uh, with the, the, the new people you've got on board, what's, what's the most exciting thing coming up in the near future for, for you guys? Uh, well, it's, it's, well, hopefully we're, we're trying to, we're, we will hopefully get a much better repeat customer rate. That's what we're really trying to trying to work on um, at the moment and improve, become much more of a website focused business. And also, I, mean, I want us to become much more of a kind of, you know, because we focus on, on marketplaces, we're much more kind of, kind of like a vending machine business, really. I want us to have much more of a, you know, spend give a better level of customer service by providing you know being having much more information about the products we sell just you know um doing better on things like social media and also perhaps i'd really like us to sell into some new verticals as well because you know having built a, a a system for doing one thing we could we could sell some other things i, d- I don't want to be the guy that just says ba- sells baby stuff anymore E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. 
This message comes from e-commerce master plan sponsor Wix e-commerce, the industry-leading e-commerce platform with advanced online storefront features. Wix e-commerce is the complete solution for entrepreneurs, omnichannel retailers and brands to launch, run and scale their online stores successfully. Go to wix.com slash e-commerce, that's w-i-x.com slash e-commerce today and join over 700,000 active stores selling worldwide with Wix e-commerce. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, Trevor, um, let's move on to our top tips. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So you ready for these? I'm born ready. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Okay. First up is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agrees to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Well, we're talking about, um, I'm going to slightly controversially say Tim Ferriss's four hour work week, because I think it is 50% brilliant and 50% utter rubbish. (laughs) But the 50%, the 50%, the life, the the world is slightly caught up with Tim Ferriss, because I I don't know if people haven't read it, but it's all about how you can, um, I mean, his his thing really is that, that, you know, you need to set up a business which effectively runs itself and spend, spend you know, four hours a, a, a week counting the money, which we all know is that's the that's the bit which is rubbish because that's just too hard. You spend you could spend, you know, spend five years creating a great business and then get someone else to manage it. That's his plan. We could all, you know, um, but I thought that, you know, talking about efficiency, his his ideas on efficiency are very good, I think. And it's interesting. It was written like about 10 years ago now, but he was all about how everyone should work at home and you say the world seems to have caught up with Tim Ferriss a bit, I think. I, um, I agree with you. It is a book that's kind of 50% really sensible advice, but the goal is a little bit insane. You know, the idea that you can, I mean, you can you can set up a business and then spend four hours running it. We all know that's not easy. I mean, I've written some, I've, I wrote a, an Udemy course. You know, Udemy, it's like an online training platform. Mm-hmm. I wrote an Udemy course, um, which is kind of, I think, very much what Tim Ferriss would suggest. Um, and I've had so far, it's been, it's been live for about six weeks and I've had 20, 20 people using it. So I haven't, re- you know, but that's, you know, that took me a long time to do. And if I spend a long time more doing it, I might be able to get a decent amount of money out of it. But I think, you know, you have to be extremely lucky to be able to, you know, he's, he's, to, to be able yeah. to um, do it. I mean, his, his tip is become JK Rowling, I think. <laughs> it's not terribly helpful in a way. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Well, but it is still a very good book to read. Okay, yes, let's I move think on. Fifty percent brilliant. Fifty percent brilliant. We'll take that. Uh, okay, the traffic top tip: Which marketing method do you either prize above all others, or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Oh, I'm a bit of a marketplaces guy, so I think that that market. You know, everyone should be definitely looking at you know eBay and Amazon. Even though, I mean, selling on Amazon is an undignified business. But if you're not, and also international trade, I think that, you know, if you're not in, already selling internationally, why not? Because oh, of Brexit, that's why not. Um, <laughs> to a certain we extent. We nearly got to the end without mentioning the B word. <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, yeah, we, that's, that's several other podcasts, that one. Well, if I might just interject very briefly, it, it's been very, very, it basically, it was a bit of a disaster for the first two months of the year. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, I think that if you're you know to a certain extent selling stuff internationally, particularly with catalog based marketplaces like Amazon, you can you it, it is you know you can you can list on these marketplaces. You can it is to a certain extent the same as putting it in a different bag. You know if you you're selling it via mail, you know you've got one bag for for the UK notionally, <laughs> several bags for the UK, and then one bag for for you know worldwide airmail. And, um, you know, you can do the customer service using Google Translate. Um, so um, I think if you're not selling internationally, then you should. Good advice. OK, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Well, we actually, I was going to say, I mean, we share passwords using, I mean, there's lots of passwords um, apps, but there's one we use is called LastPass. Um, and that is, from a security point of view, I think important, um, and also from the point of view of just setting, you know, sharing passwords. So we got because um, I got really bored of people asking me for passwords, and I got really bored of my phone being the phone which had the um, the SMS thing <laughs> yeah. on it as well. So we use something called AirDroid. So we have an Android phone in the in the in the office which has something called AirDroid on it. And you can log on online and you can see and you can therefore get these SMSs for the various platforms or whatever. And that's really helpful. And we, we share the passwords using LastPass and you can have different access levels for people. So you can say, say, you know, I've got certain passwords I want to share with the customer service team and certain passwords I want to share with my accountants. Um, and that's in a small way has really helped us. And I think you can only ever really hope for small improvements in things. And such a good point on the security front. I mean, the number of businesses who still have it all written down in a notebook is so wrong. Everyone go and get LastPass right now and sort it out for the security of your business. Okay, the last one then is the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Oh, God, 100 to 1,000. Oh, dear me. Um... I mean, I think it's not just one thing, is it really? I and mean, I've already said marketplaces. Um, we can say marketplaces again. That would be a completely acceptable answer. Well, I think we might have to. I mean, multi. Should we just say multi-channel e-commerce? I mean, you've obviously got. A, you know, you've you've got a, an asset which is whatever stock you've got, and you've got to try and sell it in as many places as possible, um, by as many routes as possible, and you've got to try and you know use a system like. Linworks or something similar in order to organize those sales because if you're trying to do them individually you will you will you will spontaneously combust and we don't want anyone spontaneously combusting no we wouldn't so if you if you have a single you say you have a single inventory um you know single source of inventory a single stock level and then which you can then basically push out to whatever channels you're on I think that that is, I mean, you know, my experience, it's an awful lot easier to do that than it is to, you know, to bolt on new channels, you know, the Frugos, the on-buys, the, you know, Amazon Ebays of this world, than it is to do SEO, than it is to do, um, you know, well, I mean, pay-per-click is easy, or well, not easy, pay-per-click's doable, but it's expensive. Um, uh, you know, it's, I've always found email marketing to be quite an uphill struggle as well. Um, and social media, I mean, my experience of, you know, conversion rates on social media are very low um so yeah i think you know just get a try and try and sell in as many places as possible and you will pick up sales it's not particularly sophisticated but it's certainly effective 
will take effective every day of the week. Well, look, Trevor, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? So um, my uh, it's uh, hellobabydirect.com is the um, is Hello Baby's e-commerce site. Um, Simple as that. Yeah, if you just do a search for it. So if you do a search for Hello Baby Direct, the business actually is actually Hello Baby Limited, but it's Hello Baby Direct because someone else had nabbed Hello Baby previously. Don't you just hate it when that happens? There's actually actually uh, there's actually a Chinese company called Hello Baby that makes a Hello Baby monitor. It has nothing to do with this, but uh, but everyone, because if you do a search for Hello Baby monitor, we're the first people that come up. It's handy. So we get loads of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's handy, yeah, we don't make it. Um, and, uh, and Trevor, as well as running your own business, Hello Baby Direct, you also um, help others follow in your footsteps. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that, please? Yes. So I've set up a consultancy called Vendlab. It's V-E-N-D-L-A-B dot, um, dot com, which um, specialises in marketplaces, uh, which is my kind of area of speciality and um, process efficiency, like uh, tools like Linworks. So helping people manage their on their multi-channel businesses. Excellent. Well, if I, I'm sure we've inspired a few people to properly consider marketplaces. So I suspect you'll get a few people getting in contact. So that was V-E-N-D-L-A-B dot com. Is that right? Yes, fendlab.com. Marvellous. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great hearing about your e-commerce journey and you shared a lot of tips. So thank you very much for being here. It's a, it's a bit of pleasure. Thank you. So a really honest chat there from Trevor. I love how much he was willing to share and explain about his business and phenomenal to think he's grown it internationally across both his own Magento site, across those marketing channels and across all those multiple marketplaces around the world on his own, getting himself up to that 4 million turnover. And um, it'd be really interesting to see how he gets on with expanding the team over the coming uh, coming year or so. You can get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips, links to what we've mentioned and much more by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss on any, uh, any even of the other things, the many, many other things that I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this and all the episodes you do of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners, you know, because I would love to help them as well. Have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.